Welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money. I am your very frustrated host, Kyle Cardi. And joining me, as always, is the I didn't prepare one Noah, is the cryptic crate to my creepy truck driver. <laughs> Noah Carden. Hi, Noah. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. Are you, good? Are you doing all right? No, we just spent the better part of 40 fucking minutes for a problem that Adobe Audition continues to give me every time it's, you know, the slightest <laughs> bit inconvenient. And uh, so I tried the fix like four times. I tried the exact same thing like four times. I tried a whole bunch of other shit too. On the fifth attempt, it just fucking worked for some reason. So hey Adobe, fuck you. Don't ever sponsor us. You're a piece of shit. Um, hey Noah, what's Hi, up? Hi Kyle. This episode was called Tales from the Dark Side, and they also said the episode title in the episode. Oh, snap. It wasn't very well integrated. Um, no. This episode was a fucking mess. Yeah, yeah. Which, we're saying that a lot for this season, huh, friend? Yeah. It's... Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, well, this episode did do us the fucking courtesy of chopping the stories up into, like, vignettes. Yeah. So, yeah. it's much easier for us to do our current, current format. Yes, yes it is. It basically is um, like, here, this one's just for you guys. Hey, Maple Syrup Blood Money, in a couple of months after we shoot and edit this episode, we know you guys are going to change your <laughs> format, so here you go. Yep. Um... <clears throat> Which one was your favorite? Uh, probably Archie and Jugheads. Yeah, most definitely I agree. And they put that one in the front. Yeah. Which sucked because it was the best one. I would argue that it's maybe the only good one. Yeah. I would probably put it um, Archie and Jugheads, then Betty and Veronica, Betty and, Veronica. and then Josie. Yeah. yeah. We... We are in accord. Um, so, want to just do them in reverse order then and just get the bad one out of the way? Sure, sure. Because Archie and Jughead, I have a lot to say about. I have a decent amount to say about this first one because the Josie Cheryl Blossom, I don't think the fucking writers know what they want to do, man. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, Cheryl. So. Yeah, take it, take us in, homie. So the the Josie story. So like the start of the episode starts with like this grindhouse style like narration over text about like these are like three separate stories about Riverdale during the reign of like the Black Hood and all this stuff. I would have liked if they stuck with that aesthetic for the whole episode. Like put a fucking grainy filter over the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, shoot it a little bit differently. Change your color palette a little bit just to, like... Because otherwise that... It, it just feels so out of fucking place if you're not, like, weaving that into your theme. It's lazy and, and bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, they... Yeah, like, they have, like, this, this really heavy, like, uh, crackly audio to, like, the narration, and they have, like, the the really scratched up like film grain like filter on the, on the text and everything and it, it's 
they don't stick with it like at all. No, not even a little bit. Um, so, so Josie's whole thing is it includes my favorite characters. Like I do want to, I do want to come out with this one. It includes my favorite girl Cheryl and my new favorite character Janitor. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah. So her, her, Josie, Josie is being stalked. Yeah, and it's causing her a lot of stress. Because she's like she's being stalked, and now she also has like this audition with for like a solo career kind of thing, and with like Drabby Road Records or whatever you pointed yeah, out, like, Shab- like fucking Diet Doctor Shasta, yeah. And so she's been super stressed out, and she has to deal with like Chuck Clayton coming back, who he's trying to like make amends. To people, he's trying to be a, a better person. <laughs> which, which I'm sorry, fucking. I just started thinking about pops this episode when we started talking about Chuck Clayton. Pops is a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the actual human being is a train wreck. This episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Chuck is trying to be a good good boy and like. I am someone who believes in, like, self-improvement and, like, learning mm-hmm. and stuff. And, like, I wouldn't object to Chuck Clayton becoming redeemed. Mm-hmm. But I do want that to be handled well and properly and for there to be, like, actual repercussions outside of just you don't get to play football no more. Yeah. So, like... They did a kind of okay job, but also at the same time, not really. Yeah, yeah. They they do like a lot of like shorthand kind of TV stuff to show, oh, hey, Chuck is a better person now, but it doesn't feel I don't like buy it's, it. it's earned, really. Yeah, exactly, because it's just so fast, it's yeah. inorganic. I, it's just I like, feel like if they had sprinkled a little bit more Chuck, like in a couple earlier episodes in the season. Yeah, even in the background, like, fucking Abed on Community when he delivers that baby, just, like, have him in the background, like, mentoring at-risk youths, or, like, drawing, like, whatever. Yes, I said drawing. Intentionally, internet. Leave me alone. I mispronounce words a lot for fun. So, yeah, um... (laughs) Just gonna move past that one, okay. So, so Um, Josie then has to also deal with, um... Like, Valerie and Melody finding out that she's going up for, like, a solo thing with, like, this music producer, which does... Josie did sort of shit the bed on her friendship responsibilities. Yeah, like... We can't can't get rid of her. Also, she is wearing denim on denim, and that's unacceptable. It's like a denim jumpsuit thing. It's a denim... Yeah, at first I thought it was a denim shirt with denim pants, but then I did notice that it is a denim jumpsuit. So maybe it's not denim on denim, but it's a different type of travesty. <laughs> it's her... Oh, no, the jumpsuit already starts with a J. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> Couldn't do, like... Jeans jumpsuit. Jeans jumpsuit, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's... So Josie has been receiving creepy, cryptic letters and, like, teddy bears that straight up say, inscrawled crayon, um... I'm watching you, yeah. and 
that's weird. Like, definitely that is weird, right? Yes, yes. Especially, like... For sure. Not like I'm watching over you or, like, I'm keeping my eye out for you. But, no, I am watching you. Yeah, there's definitely better ways to write a note, mystery person, which, gotta say, Riverdale, good job on the fucking bait and switch. That was delightful, but I hate it. Yeah, so the entire, like, segment of the episode, it's basically set up to think that it's the the janitor. The janitor. Because the janitor... I am glad... No, I'm sorry, you the, go, you The janitor finds Josie as she's practicing, like, her own music or, or whatever. And then, like, there's another point later where, it, like, it cuts to him with, like, a creepy music sting for, like, it, half a second. They do that to him twice. It's when he first fucking enters, when we introduce him, it does that, duh! Yeah. And then it does it then, when, like, he's in the hallway, and it's like, duh! duh! It's like okay, so like obviously it's the janitor. I didn't, I didn't think I forgot about that shit, Riverdale. But it isn't the janitor. No. Things, things escalate. Josie's mom is like, we moved into the Four Seasons because of security reasons, I guess. Um, also, like when I got elected, I'm, people were like, su- I'm getting death threats. Yeah, yeah like th- they touch back on what we talked about before, where she's like getting you know racist ass shit which unacceptable regardless of how shitty mayor mccoy is unacceptable behavior um but like she's like josie i love you please be safe i've been receiving scary letters one of them mentioned to you have you been receiving anything scary like for example bears that say i am watching you right and and she says no of course she says no because she's a stupid teenager. she's an idiot She's dumb as shit. Like, Josie, we're supposed to... I feel like I'm going to say this a lot about a lot of the characters in this episode because this applies to a lot of the characters this episode. Riverdale wants us to believe that, like, these female characters are, like, strong and fierce, intelligent, independent young women, like, who are, like trying to be in control of their life but just can't because their gosh darn parents just keep getting in the way or, yeah. or other shit keeps hurting them. It's like, nah, dog, because every other episode they fluctuate between, yeah, they are actually competent, powerful young women, like last episode's Betty, but then we get this episode's Betty and this episode's Josie, and it's like, oh, you're fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, I can't believe this anymore. You're an idiot. I want consistency, Noah. I want the consistency of peanut butter. <laughs> crunchy or creamy? Cr- I mean, I guess in this instance, creamy, but I am a crunchy boy. Good, good. We can still do the podcast together. <laughs> good, good. If you don't like crunchy peanut butter, you can just unsubscribe and give us a one star. Don't actually do that, please, please, please. please yeah, please. don't do that. <laughs> please don't do that. That was a funny bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, yeah. Other than that, like... We think it's the janitor. It's not the janitor. Uh, Josie has, like, a freak-out moment where the Black Hood cuts her throat in a dream and she can't, like, speak. Oh, you know what we are skipping over? Uh, Cheryl's involved this whole time. Like, apparently Josie and Cheryl are hella tight now. And, like, Cheryl wants to, like, she's the one who got Josie this, like, one-on-one record deal or, like, audition deal or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, she's trying to make it up to Josie for, um... Like, saving her from getting raped, yes. which, like, I get it. 
I like that's I get it. But boy oh boy. Yeah. So do you want to just jump ahead to the end? Yeah, so Josie gets a pig heart in a box, which they know is a pig heart somehow. Uh yeah, they they figure out it's a pig heart like off screen. Um in 5 seconds. Yeah. Because they're still in school when they confront Chuck Clayton, thinking he sent her the pig heart after he and Josie have, like, a very sexually charged dance. Josie's just trying to fucking get in with everybody, which, like, do you, girl. Like, no shame there. But, like, Chuck Clayton, honey, come on. Where's Chuck Clayton going to get a pig heart? Come on. No, no, I just meant, like, you can... She's trying to fuck the scumbag boys of the school. Like, True. she was flirting with Reggie. True. She's flirting with Chuck Clayton. Well, it's... Sweetie, please. It's that be safe. She's she's rebelling from her, you know, her mother kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, would, I yeah. would propose. Um, but, yeah. Okay, I can bite that. So they get the janitor to, <laughs> to carry out Chuck Clayton... Uh, Which I don't think janitors can no. manhandle children. I don't think that. I think he's fired. Yeah, like he puts his hand on <laughs> a youth. So yeah. Yeah, he lays a hands. Not a great look for janitor, my favorite character. Um, oh, also with the pig heart was like a photorealistic drawing of of. Josie, yes. um, and, and we're to believe Chuck Clayton is like becoming an artiste. Yes, he mentions that he's taking like art classes and, and stuff like that. So, so obviously it's Chuck Clayton. Obviously. I mean, wait a second. Obviously it's the janitor. I mean, wait a second. Obviously it was Cheryl. Yep. <laughs> so we find out it's Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Shyamalan twist. It was Cheryl Blossom. <laughs> she wants to possess and bone down on Josie simultaneously? I don't I fucking guess. know. I think she's becoming, like, super possessive over Josie for saving her. Yeah. That's, that's what we're supposed it, to get out of it, but it feels, like, really so out of weird. left field and bizarre to me, honestly. I, I want to say it's gross, not because it's gay. Like, I think I've established pretty well that, like, not afraid or upset with gay people as a gay boy, but like, hey, fucking Riverdale, kind of wondering how you're gonna stick the landing on this one. Yeah, like Cheryl has just been so inconsistent from the season of end of season one and the start of season two. Like, it's it just feels so I weird. I say it every episode. They shit the fucking bed. With Cheryl. Cheryl is the biggest waste of potential in this show yeah. because the actress, Madeline Petch, is fucking brilliant. And, like, they had such juicy, juicy, flame-broiled meat on the bones for the beginning of this season and in the first episode. And now it's just like... We got four episodes of Cheryl Blossom from season one again, being subservient to Mommy Dearest again, yeah. and now she's, like, swim-fanning Josie. <laughs> swim-fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, it's... Fuck. I really, I really hope they, they pull it together with Cheryl before the end of the season. <laughs> Hey, Madeline Petch, if you could get it in your contract for season three that they have to do a good job with your character, that would be great. Like, if you could just, like, actually make that in your contract. So like, that's that's 
pretty much it. Like, we see a shot of Cheryl, like, drawing uh, her and, and Josie, like, together, like, face-to-face, like, side-by-side. Uh, as, Very like, close. As, like, the reveal as she's listening to a recording of Josie uh, singing. Oh, is that what she... Oh, I thought that was just... I thought that was non-diagenic. No, because she has, like, headphones in, and she's, like, coming along to the music, so... I... Oh, my God. I... This is like watching... Like, oh, no, a child has gotten its foot stuck in the train tracks, and the train is coming, and the train is also on fire, and it's also full of lions. Like, this is going to be a disaster, and I can predict this. So we've said enough about this storyline. The middle one, well, technically it's the finale, but it's the middle one of quality, is B&V... Which has some very funny moments uh-huh. in in a different way that that like the reveal that it was fucking uh, Cheryl was funny, but um, this one also suffers from oh I guess this is an episode where Betty's dumb again. Yeah, yeah. So the the Betty and Veronica bit is basically Betty becomes suspicious of uh, Captain Sheriff Keller um, because. The Sugar Man was killed in a police station, which is a theory that a lot of us already had. Um, so she's like, we gotta go find out. And and Kevin's like, hey, my dad's been going out, like, late at night for weird reasons. And, like, we haven't, like, followed him or anything. So, obviously, Betty and Veronica are like, hey, let's go check this out. And Betty's yeah. like... Betty, Betty thinks that he's the Black Hood, which is... Logical. Uh-huh. Like, I I get it. It's sound. I think I discussed that the previous episode. That's not why I'm harping on Betty. Veronica thinks that he's just getting some strange. Yeah. And Kyle just thought that wouldn't it be funny if Veronica was right, except he is prowling that forest for gay dick. <laughs> oh, man. Because, because I have a new daddy, everybody, and it's Sheriff Keller. <laughs> Um, so the the oh moment that, that Betty and Veronica both say, like, their theory, it becomes, like, Betty is leveling, like, this serious accusation that Sheriff <laughs> Keller is, like, a serial killer, and when they both, like, realize what each other has said, it turns into, like, this goofy, like, uh, bulk and skull the, the music. Music? Yeah. <laughs> they use that fucking music a lot this episode, where it's just like... Yeah. It's like, what the like, fuck are you doing? The sound designer is an, yeah. the sound designer is either an idiot or a genius. Yeah. Like, there is only one option. Also, the trailer, like the commercials for this episode, made it look like Betty's line delivery in the trailer is totally fucking different, and it's not cross-cut with Veronica's mm-hmm. thought. It's just, like, it's serious music stings, and it's Betty going, like, I think Ke- Sheriff Keller is the Black Hood. But in this one, it's like, so, Noah, you say it, just, like, you deliver the line, and I'll be I'll be what happens in the background. 
I think Sheriff Keller is the black <laughs> Like, it's fucking unbelievably comical. <laughs> so, so um, Veronica's like, I'm going to go stay over at Kevin's house. Uh, and Betty goes to interview Captain Keller about the Sugar Man getting killed. At Sheriff Keller, Sh- Noah. Do I keep calling him Captain Keller? Captain Keller, yeah. It's like the cereal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, she goes to interview Sheriff Keller, and he's like, well, I was, you know, out on patrol. Uh, the guy broke in from the outside. The desk sergeant was asleep, and he just murked this guy in a holding cell. Um yeah, this is another one in the string of scenes that I refer to as Betty playing her hand way too quickly while she's trying to grill somebody. Like, like she does it all the time. She, she has a history of this because she was like, when Miss Grundy was around. <laughs> yeah. She's like, so you, you That's what I'm bone saying. Jason Blossom. Did you like to, do you like to fuck students? This is for the school paper. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's a bad Nancy Drew sometimes, so. but like the, the idea is still fine. Everybody. So at Kevin's house, Kevin is explaining to Veronica some sort of weird D and D esque <laughs> board game thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it reminded me very quickly of like, if you've ever seen parks and parks yeah. and rec, it's like the fucking cones, cones of Dunshire. Yeah, the cones of Dunshire. I was like, yeah. But, like, hey, Veronica, uh, don't be a fucking brat. Like, don't make a face when he explains that when you roll a six, you can conquer Terabithia or whatever. The kingdom of Theodore. Yeah, he's trying to, like, bring you into something that he probably doesn't get to play with a lot of people. How about you be fucking nice? (laughs) Like, Kevin Keller. Poor Kevin. Kevin Keller. Gamer. Oh, my God. (laughs) Gamer. Um, I would play that game with Kevin. Like, I'm excited. And just like, I don't know, something about the way Veronica acted. It felt in character, but I was like, you grotty bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Betty calls Veronica to have her like look around the house and like. They do like the split screen thing, which increased the tension. I do agree. (laughs) It increased the tension, but the music did not. Like, it's. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Veronica goes down into the cellar. To find, um, well... <laughs> to uh, just find just a delicious, delicious snack <laughs> in the basement. So she, she finds... Oh my god. Uh, Sheriff Keller working out, and... He is fine. I did not expect him to have such a thick bod. <laughs> Oh my god, like, I'm getting hot in the face now. I don't know the actor's name, but he is a dream. He was looking like a snack in those shorts. Oh my god. Um, uh, so yeah, um, Sheriff Keller is working out, and he's a, a big old beefcake. He's got that taffy bod. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sorry. I, w- I will talk for 30 minutes about how badly I want to fuck this guy. <laughs> um, so we're going to cut this episode of Kyle being gross about a character in Riverdale short. Because this is the best scene ever. So um, um, in this scene, <laughs> uh, 
Sheriff Keller gets a drink for Veronica as they like chat. Yeah, Veronica thirsty. Yeah, she um, she's thirsty also, in more than one way because yeah. Like, <laughs> holy shit, she she brings back classic season one Veronica p- pockets just full of pisciati, yeah. just spilling it everywhere. Like it's like she forgot how to talk to people and really wanted to fuck this dad. Also, Sheriff Keller, a hundred PP to your PP and my PP because damn. Um, so, yeah, so she drinks the soda, and she's like, oh, I bet you get lonely, Mr. Keller. Like, I do think she might have boned down on Mr. Keller. If, if Kevin hadn't showed up at the end of the scene, then yes, <laughs> probably. Um, but, uh... Fucking Kevin, they talk thank about, you. It was so awkward. They talk about Mrs. Keller. She's apparently in, like, the Navy, and she's stationed in Bahrain. Um... Yeah. Like, Veronica tries to get, like, some info on, like, hey, you, you stepping out on your wife? Like, what's going on? Kind of, she pulls a Betty play, yeah, which is just like drop your cards on the table, but then she does that classic Veronica shuffle where she puts a nice plate of pasta down and sprinkles some Parmigiano on yeah. it. And it's just like, Kevin, thank you for saving us because the dad's like, Yeah, it's tough, my wife is in the military, like, obviously, yeah. So Kevin shows up and like takes Veronica away. And then, like, the next day, Betty's like, I'm just going to break into the Keller household. Also, she forgot that the like the door was obviously locked. So she, like, tries to open it instead of just going right to picking the lock. And she, like, seems stumped that it's locked. It's like, we've already established this, Betty. Yes. Um, so she uh, finds the sheriff's, like, murder board because he's a sheriff yeah. and he's doing work on the Black Hood. Yeah, like sort of. Betty, did you forget? <laughs> did you forget? Like she takes this. <laughs> did you forget? Your dad stole his murder board last year. Like, did you forget that this was an established yeah, character trait like, for the sheriff? Like six months ago, because it's still like huh. the same school year. Yeah, it's the second semester, Betty. He stole it in like October. Yeah, it's like maybe February. Oh my god, could you imagine if it's. If it's like gonna, they're gonna be a Christmas special, and all of this happened like well in advance of Dece- no, because the lake froze. Yeah. What fucking time is it's it? It's gotta be um, like spring, like early, early spring, late, late winter. Yeah. Fuck. Because there's no snow. Yeah, but everybody's still wearing like jackets and like warmer clothing, but there's no snow or anything. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. The sheriff shows back up at his house to find Betty, like... To find a child. Yeah. Yeah. So he's really cool about this. Like, he calls her dad, Obvi. Yeah. Um, He's like, I get it. Like, it's cool. Here's my... Here's, like, my logbook. And, like, obviously I'm the sheriff, so I had a murder board. Your dad's in here. He stole it last year. Like, we we established this. Mm -hmm. We get it. Um, How did you forget this one, Nancy Drew? Um, and then Betty leaves the very reasonable conversation of like, here's all the proof as to why it's not me. Mm -hmm. And at this point it should have been over. It really should have been. But then they're like, this is when I'm like, Betty's dumb. But then Betty's like, Hey, let's follow him again. He's gotta be the black hood, Veronica. Uh, like, no. (laughs) So they follow him to a, a motel and they're spying on a no tell. And like <laughs> Betty says like he has like a murder bag. 
Like, he's fucking Dennis Reynolds from Always Sunny. Like, he's gonna be like, I need to have my tools! Yeah. Uh, but he takes, like, a, a duffel bag to, like, one of the rooms and just, like, knocks on the door and, like, Betty and Veronica are spying on, like, who answers and it's Mayor McCoy! <laughs> In a very slinky negligee lingerie. Yeah. Um, she looking fine. And I believe my exact words to Noah was, I want to get in the middle of that Riverdale leadership sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> because they are both fine as hell. Um, yeah. Like, so I do have to give Daddy a couple negative parent points for ha actually having an affair. But, like, I am also, I would also be trying to sleep with this daddy. So, like, that too would be an affair. So, I guess I can't give him that many negative points because I would try to seduce him. Yeah. So, later at Pops, uh, Betty and Veronica are like, we can't tell Kevin about this. It'd be really, yeah, really bad obviously. idea. Let's just keep it to ourselves. And they do. So, it'll come out eventually, obviously, right? Probably. It. So, I do find it funny, Noah, that um, the episode that they basically hand-delivered to us to succinctly talk about is probably going to be our longest one of this season, <sighs> because we are already at 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, arc three, the best arc in the episode, which I think it's just because it's easy to write for Jughead and Archie. Yeah. Like, this season's Archie has been all over the place, but, like, Archie is established to always be in the most buck-wild of, of situations. Like, even if they're not directly related to the plot like they were last season, like, Archie's always doing some buck-wild mm -hmm. shit. And, and Jughead is just very engaging. Yeah. Um... So I feel like the authors need to, the writers need to give some more of that fun, fun flavor to everybody else because this one is delightful. Yep. So Jughead gets a call from the snake charmer, whose name I already forgot. That bitch. Whatever. Yeah. She's the the, that the serpent's lawyer. Who sucks. Um, and she's like, "Hey, your dad got all sorts of beat up, uh, and uh, we need to get him out. So I need you to do this job for me." And Jughead, like, first of all, Jughead doesn't go and, like, try to check up on his dad. On his papa. Like, he doesn't try to, like, get in touch with, like, the prison or anything like that. He's just like, alright, yeah, let's do this. Also, pretty sure if someone gets assaulted in prison, like, I, I might be hundo percent wrong. Pretty sure they do have to call you if your family member is taken to an infirmary. Like, they probably have to call your emergency contact. Uh, maybe? Like, I'm not, I'm not really sure how well that works in the prison system. Yeah. Yeah, the, the prison system is a fucking train wreck. Um, but, like, I don't know. That would make sense. But I guess that the prison system doesn't make sense. So, whatever. Disregard Kyle, please. Also, like, Jughead blatantly disregards his father's own advice to, like, don't Wishes. talk to this woman. Like, don't do it. Don't do it, yeah. homie. Like, she's evil also called shot um i swear to fucking god if her beef with with fp is that he didn't want to bone down together when they were younger then just like get fucked yeah so uh she's like all right we have to take this pancake mix air quotes 
to to Greendale. Uh, so get on that. So he's like, all right, Archie's got a truck. Archie will help me do this. So they haul a, a friggin' uh, giant, like, locked chest with chains around it. Yeah, wooden crate with chains around it. I thought it was going to be Jingle Jangle. Like, yeah. nope. No, no, no. no. Um, so uh, we'll get to what the chest says on it in a minute. On the way to Greendale, they blow a tire. As as Archie and Jughead talk about like their possible future together, like they were gonna be a, a writer and musician in New York City, and Betty and Veronica were gonna have like an a uh, an apartment on Park Avenue in New York City and all this stuff. Yeah, and like that would have been swell. Yeah, like that. I hope I hope these kids get there. Yeah, but um. So while they're having this conversation, tire blows. They they argue about what to do with their obvious illicit cargo yeah. in the back, uh, and then I take it back. My favorite character—it's no longer the janitor. My favorite character in the series pulls up, and it is the most cryptic motherfucker <laughs> I've ever seen. The creepiest truck driver ever. So this guy, who I think the subtitles on Amazon put him as McGinty. Uh, what the fuck? He pulls he up. Has a name. And he's like this creepy, like middle-aged dude with a wide-brim hat that's all beat to shit. And he's like, "You, you boys have some car trouble." Yeah, like I do need to stress that no one on the planet owns that fucking kind of beaten-up hat right now. Like the perfect like fucking hitchhiker murder hat. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, is is terrifying. Um, I think the actor's name is Tony Todd. Huh. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure he was in Candyman. I'm pretty sure that was Tony Todd. Oh my God. Um, yeah, so... It was it was kind of wild. Yes. what happened? So uh, no, well, break me off a piece. So he's like, "Hey, I'll I'll you know for however much money you got on you, I'll take you to Greendale, but I'll only take one of you." And he's like, "All right, Jughead's like, all right, I'll I'll go and we'll take the crate with me," and he's like, "All right." So they drive off, and along the way, he's like, "Don't look under the tarp," and it's like it's obviously like a a dead deer. A deer. Yeah. It's obviously not a corpse. Yeah. But uh, as he, as they're driving to Greendale, McGinty is like, "I thought your friend back there was Jason Blossom." And he's like, "I, you never know on the roads to Greendale. You see all sorts of things." Thunk, thunk, dunk, scene ghost. <laughs> like, and then they start listening to like AM, like preachers on the radio about how the friggin' Black Hood is a, a man from God coming to the purge, the, the sinful, and all this shit. All right. So I, I texted Noah this, and I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> but, um, like, this fucking scene straight up gave me flashbacks. Um,. Like two years ago, while we, while me and a couple of friends were driving to Indianapolis for Gen Con, our car uh, broke down in the middle of Ohio, 
And we got picked up by what I can only describe as Tony Todd, the candy man, the fucking tow truck driver, except like the whitest dude I've ever met, like the most rural white dude on the planet. And um, so he picks us up. And as he's towing the car into this town, he was like, apropos of nothing, the radio is blaring like super fringe conservative Christian, um, like pro-Trump, like kill all the Muslims radio, which was just like, oh, very interesting choice, sir. Um, like he's like, apropos of nothing. He's like, here's a fun fact. Springfield is the murder capital of Ohio. And I'm just like, excuse me, sir, what? What the? What do you mean? And he's like, yeah, it has the highest violent crime rate per capita of anywhere in the state. And that begot our fucking, like, odyssey in this fucking Springfield, Ohio nightmare town which was just like five discreet horror movies bundled up into one. Like the hills have eyes, a diaper, a human adult diaper full of shit and piss and blood and human hair, like trails of blood. It was a nightmare of a place. So anyway, I was like convulsing during this scene. Really do need to stress that the Candyman fucking killed it. Yeah. So they stop for gas and the uh, McGinty is like, I'm going to tell you about the Riverdale Reaper. He was this dude that showed up on to this house in, like, Fox Forest and killed this whole family. And, like, maybe he's the Black Hood. Now, here's my theory. The Riverdale Reaper killed everybody in that house but one, and that kid grew up to be the Black Hood. I mean... I'm going to let you run on this one. I don't have any funny bits on this one. This is just about two serial killers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's my theory for the Black Hood. Um, then uh, Archie gets a new tire. Uh, he sees, like, a ghost deer or something. And then goes... Yeah, like a zombie deer. Do want to touch on the <laughs> zombie deer for a minute. Because symbolically... Um, the side of it that is fucked up and, like, looks like it got dragged is, like, the side that faces Riverdale. Mm-hmm. And the side that is, like, healthy faces Greendale. So I feel like maybe, symbolically, my film student brain was, like, if Archie heads in the direction of Riverdale, the bloody deer side, his friend Jughead will die or whatever. Right. But if he heads into Greendale, it'll be okay. Yeah. So Archie is like, all right, gotta go after a Jughead. Um, the McGinty tries to, like, dine and ditch and steal uh, their crate. Uh, but Archie yeah. shows up just in time and, like, hey, I'll, I'll pay for the bill so don't call the cops. And then they continue on to Greendale. Uh, yeah. When they show up in Greendale, they unload this crate and they put it on a pallet. In a warehouse. In a warehouse. And we get the first, like, really clear shot of, like, what is printed on the side of this crate. <laughs> and it fucking says, from Miskatonic University, Arkham, Massachusetts, via H.P. Lovecraft, Antarctic... Arctic Expedition. La yeah, like... 
Okay. Fuck. So the crate is not full of pancake mix. Pancake mix is street slang in all future Shadowrun games for fucking spell components. Yes, it's obviously like some stuff for like the Liao drug, for like it's like Shoggoth protoplasm or bits of like Elder Thing or whatever. It's so fucking wild, and it does fit in perfectly with everything that Roberto has fucking done so far. Yeah. Just like, I I want that Sabrina shit. We we are going to talk about the Sabrina stuff and all that later. This is going to be kind of a long one. Yeah. Um, but, like, we do have to discuss that. So they drop it off at a to a creepy Russian woman who I'm sure the subtitles gave her a name, Noah. No, they didn't, actually. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, no! <laughs> yeah, they didn't really give her a name, but she's like, uh, hey, so now you're gonna be the new delivery boy for the serpent since the ghoulies are all, like, thrown away, or, like, in jail. And she's like, which one of you is Jughead Jones? And, like... Jughead's like, you know my name? It's like, it's like yeah, obviously, she, she just said it, idiot. Um, and so they go back to Pops' diner, they talk about, like... What's wrong? Jughead's like, I'm gonna go see my dad. His dad's fine. Yeah. Like nobody could hurt the, that sweet, sweet face, Skeet Ulrich. Nobody could hurt. Nobody could hurt good old Skeeter. Um, the to, not Tony. Fucking the lawyer is like, your dad scorned me for like somehow, and also fuck you, Jughead. You have to pay his debt. But more importantly is how the the actual episode ends. It ends with Pop getting a phone call in the diner. And he's like, it's the Black Hood. We failed his test. Retrib- he's going to reckon us. We're, we're all going to die. Yeah, the retribution is coming. And that's where the episode ends. Like, like with like, and this is reaction faces from everybody. This is not the first time that Pop's fucking was written like a crazy person this episode because when like red not reggie other other gross boy uh chuck when chuck is talking to josie on their not date in pops's diner chuck is like i've been going to church every sunday and then pops comes up again apropos of nothing he was like sure is nice to see you at church chuck (laughs) it's just like cool it's like, and even Josie is like, did you pay Pops to do that? And I was like, yeah, he gave Pops $100 to do that. Yeah. But no, Pops just is an old weirdo, I guess, he likes who doesn't things, understand how to handle things. Saying things apropos of nothing. Pops is the most soap opera character on this show, which is saying something. He's like a friggin', um, oh god. He's the Vox Populi. He's the voice of the audience. Yeah, like he's the voice of the audience. He's the the uh, the narration in like a Greek play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <clears throat> fucking. So yeah, that was the episode. And so Noah, I do before we start talking about because I know you want to talk about how there is a Black Hood comic. So apparently, there's a Black Hood comic. It's a part of an Archie Comics imprint. Uh, and it's basically like a, a, basically their superhero comics, and it's basically they're they're the Punisher. Um, so I do need to talk about something very quickly that I looked up while looking to see if Farmer McGinty is a character in 
Riverdale Archie Archie comic verse. Yes, there is someone named McGinty in the comics. No, he is not a farmer. He is a cop. And yes, he is the mentor of the Black Hood. Um, so the comics is uh, Dark Circle Comics. <gasps> the opposite of the Red Circle. Now, here's the thing. It didn't always used to be called Dark Circle Comics. Oh, no. It was changed from... Shirtless Boy Comics? <laughs> yes. Red Circle Comics. Ooh, the Dark Circle. Um, but yeah, the it's fuck? their... There, and apparently the Black Hood is actually like a character from like the 30s or some shit. I'm fine. Like, I love all these deep, deep cuts. Yeah. Like, because it gives us such fun shit to, like, dig into and do our own research for and speculate on. But, like, I do really need to stress that the best performance this episode was Tony Todd. Like, he was, like, out of a fucking Dean Koontz. Have you ever read Intensity? No. It was like fucking intensity. Like I was trying to scramble for that for like the story or movie where like a hitchhiker gets picked up and the guy who picks him up is a serial killer, and I'm pretty sure it was intensity. Because hmm. um, Watchers was about dogs, and those are the only two Dean Koontz books I ever read. So, yeah. Good to uh, know. Oh my god, um, he did fucking great. Um, I got nothing else to say about this episode. We beat it to death. Yeah, we did. Uh, there is a moment uh, during Josie's things where uh, <laughs> the mayor and Sheriff Keller kind of give each other eyes, which kind of foreshadows that whole thing. Oh, yeah. They were in the diner together. They were in the apartment together. Huh. Yeah. Look at that. So You're right. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, what the fuck is happening with Sabrina? So, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, it just came out yesterday or the day before, that it's going to be a 20-episode, uh, two-season, so I guess they're going to do 10 episodes for per season, uh, series on mm. Netflix. Which is weird. It's Yeah, it's, it's interesting. But I think that will allow them to get away with, like, some grislier wild stuff. shit. Yeah. I'm as long as it is technically in this verse, I'm cool with it. Like I'm even cool with crossovers because they just fucking set up the supernatural world that we have been salivating over. Yeah. Like there's you can't fucking backpedal this without probably losing me. Like I've wanted this from the beginning. If this gets Archie's music teacher, uh, uh, fucking Archie's college music teacher away, I'm probably done. Yeah, like, I, I really think that. I don't know if they'll... I think probably in Riverdale, we'll probably get, like, little hints here and there. And then I think there'll probably be an episode later in the season where Sabrina gets introduced... And yeah, then, like like the Flash style. That's what I want. I'm fine with that, and, but and, like I do need confirmation. And then I think in the Sabrina show, it's going to be more outright, you know, supernatural stuff, obviously. But I don't know yeah. if we're going to get anything more than like Sabrina showing up and maybe a couple of like, huh, was it magic or wasn't it kind of things. I'm fine with that. I'm good enough with that. 
I do want Jason Blossom Ghost. I do want, like, like fucking Farmer McGinty is like, oh, I saw Jason Blossom by the side of the road. But, like, that's some... Because remember, Jason's always wearing white. That's, like, La La Rona kind of shit. Like, I want that. I want hitchhiking ghosts. I want Sabrina to come and do an exorcism of, of Blaze Blossom. I want Liquid Ocelot Mama Blossom. Fuck me, that hand shit. Um, where is Grandma Blossom? She's Grandma in the Blossom arm, Watch. I'm you, dude. Yeah, this is Grandma Blossom Watch, and she has still not been found. Um, this season, I will say, hasn't really given us the fun, fantasy, whimsical, wishful thinking that season one did. Like, this one's a lot more grounded yeah. because I think it is about a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And we can joke about how it is Dark Betty, but it's obviously, uh, it's obviously Dark Betty. I, I'm not even gonna finish that thought. It is Dark Betty, yeah. but um, yeah, like season two overall, I I think has lost a lot of the fun charm of season one. It's definitely starting to lose me. Yeah, a little bit. I I really hope it. I don't know. It's I think it's inconsistent. The writing is kind of wonky, like, the the only plot thread that I feel like they're actually executing well on is the Black Hood, and all of the character stories are a mess. Yeah, um, I think it just might be a part of the whole, like, them getting a full 23-episode season. <clears throat> That's why I was hoping they would just cut it into two chunks. Yeah. Like, hit your, hit your mid-season and be done with it. And then start something, start the Sabrina intro arc in the second half. But I don't think they're doing that. No. Like, I, I, it's, it's suffering from what the Arrow suffers from. It's suffering from what the Flash suffers from. And that's why I stopped watching those two shows that I very much enjoyed. Because they got too large of an order and they didn't know how to pace it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sorry I'm, I'm harping. I, I love... Riverdale, but I think I'm more in love with what Riverdale could have been. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not fair to the show because, like, our wild. Like, I'm not actually expecting Betty to be possessed by a dark entity. I'm not. But I do think that if we got a Blaze Blossom storyline, it would have been appropriate. It would have fit the tone and it would have been more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. And even if we didn't get it, they could have done better with Cheryl. Like, there are a hundred better ways to do what they're doing and still fit the actual show and not our wild fantasy. Like, I feel like you could be doing the stuff like Cheryl, like, wanting to control Josie and stuff like that from a Blaze Blossom sort of, like, she's starting her own sort of um, faction, like, her own clique yeah. within Riverdale. To be opposed to like sweet. the the Black Hood and and Archie and the gang. Yeah, like she's the anti Archie party, and it's like her, fucking what's his face, Reggie, yeah. uh, Josie. Like I would love for there to be an evil alternative, or just even like a, a sassy alternative to Team Archie. Yeah, like be the 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 misfits to Archie's gem and the holograms. Oh, totally. Um, but yeah, like they backpedaled on basically everything that made episode one of season two Cheryl interesting. Betty is still inconsistent. 
Like, I'm happy we don't have to see Betty's mom a lot. Like, I'm super jazzed about that. Yeah. Veronica's still funny, but we didn't, like, I don't know. I'm not super... I go back and forth on Hiram. Like, mm-hmm. is it interesting? Is it boring? It could go either way right now. Like, I'm not optimistic is what I'm saying, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry for ending it on a bummer. Yeah, I don't know. I know what you mean. Um, I want to see Sabrina. I'm hyped to shit for Sabrina. Make no mistake. Even if I stop watching Riverdale, I'm going to watch 20 episodes of Sabrina. Well, we have, to, like, we have to at least finish the season yeah. for our nice, nice listeners. Oh, dude. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to fucking drop mid-season. <laughs> but, like, the season does have to win me back. Yeah. Like, I, I ex- fully expect to do a season three. It's just, like, if the show's not engaging... Either get more buck wild or ground yourself. Like, I'm tired of, of like, how inconsistent it is. It's still funny, and it is funny to riff on, but, like, I do think that the show is quality, and I do like the, the performances that the people put into it. I just think the writing needs to pick it up. Yeah. So. Shit, I'm done. I'm done talking about this. I love the, I fucking love Riverdale. It's a funny-ass fucking show, and... I want to find out who the Black Hood is because I feel like once we get back to like actually dealing with progressing the plot, then it's going to be great. Oh, um, so if if you want to tweet it, oh man, what you got something? Fun. So I'm looking at the episode titles because next episode is Chapter Twenty One, House of the Devil. Ooh. Uh, there's they've released up to episode twenty eight. Uh, okay. So, House of the Devil, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, fuck yeah. The Blackboard Jungle. Wait a second. That means it is a fucking Christmas episode. What is our timeline? I have no idea. Um, The Blackboard Jungle, The Wrestler, The Wicked and the Divine, The Telltale Heart, The Hills Have Eyes. Fucking, that's Springfield, Ohio, homie. There Will Be Blood. The titles make it sound like we are going to wrap up mid-season The Black Hood. Yeah. Which which does invigorate your boy. Um, I hope we do. Yeah. I hope we move on. I could even... I'm fine with Arc 2 being the fallout of The Black Hood. Like, mm-hmm. it needs to escalate again. But, yeah, I'm excited. Like, all of those titles sound very interesting to me. Silent Night, Deadly Night is a terrible, great movie, and I hope it's a terrible, great episode. Okay. If you want to get at us... Oh, shit. If you want to get at us, Twitter, at MapleAndBlood, Gmail, MapleAndBlood, at gmail.com. Fucking... No, no, jump in. Uh, You can get us uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash MapleAndBlood. Yeah. The websites are mapleandblood.podbean.com, mapleandblood.wordpress.com, and then mapleandblood.tumblr.com. Do we have a Facebook? Yeah, or is that the Facebook? Um, I zoned out. I was drinking tea. Okay, that's fine. I'm a go- I'm a good host. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, yeah. So, uh, like. Hey, hey, YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe, YouTube fam. Uh, make sure to review us on iTunes. Yes. Review us on iTunes. It, it, it does help. Um, the best place to get in touch with us is our email and our Twitter. 
Um, we've gotten plenty of nice, nice tweets from some fellow podcasters like Good Brews, Bad Views, and our, yep. our lovely, lovely fans. So thank you very much for those. Um, I like I take care of most of like the admin stuff. And yeah, he sure does. So whenever we get tweets and stuff like that, I'll I'll forward it to Kyle, and he always like freaks out a little bit. So I'm I, I get excited. I like when people engage with us. Yeah, me too. It's, it's fun. Yeah, like I do enjoy it. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much for tweeting and liking and etc. Um, for maple syrup blood money, I have been. Your unoptimistic host. And no, that's a bummer. I can't no, do that. Re- reset the music. Reset the music. From Maple Syrup Blood Money, I have been your thick dad host, <laughs> Kyle Cardi. And I have been your creepy night driving truck driver host, Noah Carden. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you very much.